Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Read With Me series with the Word Inspired. This is our fifth week, and before we go anywhere, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to read your word, and I pray, Lord, that you speak to us, speak through us, and encourage us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, friends, before we get into the word, I want to just remind you of an event that my church is hosting. We have our community guest day. So I'm going to share my screen so that you can see. Yes. So this Sabbath, we are having our community guest day, the East New York Seventh-day Adventist Church, the Sabbath, November 21, 2020. We are honoring the elderly uh, in our church and that have made a great impact in our community. Um, they will be recognized by Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. They will each be getting a citation from Senator Roxanne Prasad. They will also be getting a proclamation from Senator Julia Salazar. And they will also, while well, I be getting this basket here, I guess I'll have to sh stop sharing so that you can see it. So let me stop sharing. Yes. Okay, great. In addition to the citation recognition, let me just put this down. They will also be receiving this basket with just some basic necessities, toilet paper, baby powder, a mask, body wash, simple things that they can use. Um, so please feel free to join. This Sabbath also marks the beginning of our crusade. So we are on fire for Jesus. Feel free to tune in this Sabbath at the East New York Seventh-day Adventist Church via YouTube. I believe also Facebook, but definitely YouTube. All right, so let us get into the word of God. We're reading Daniel chapter five. Can't believe this is our fifth week already. Okay, so let's get into it. Daniel chapter five. Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar. Whilst the wine, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken, or, or his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar had taken out or brought forth uh, out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Now note that Belshazzar was indeed Nebuchadnezzar's grandson. He was his grandson. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. Now this is interesting because we're naming the materials here, almost all of them that make up the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw in Daniel chapter two, except for the wood. We did not see wood, but we saw gold, silver, brass, iron, and the stone, which was cut out of the mountain, which was not enhanced. Now verse five, in the same hour, 
came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him or his brightness to Charlie says was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed or the girdles that Charlie sees the bindings or knots of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. Imagine this great earthly potentate trembling like a leaf in the wind. The king cried aloud to bring the astrologers, the Chaldeans and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever shall read this writing and shew me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now remember, we said that Belshazzar was Nebuchadnezzar's grandson. That means, well, that's because Belshazzar's father was really the king. He was the one that was really on the throne, but he was off, you know, fighting his battles. So Belshazzar was filling in as a regent, co-regent. So his father's first in command, Belshazzar's second in command, and now he's saying whoever interprets the writing that is on this wall will be third in command. Then came in. Verse 8, all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. So we see this motif in Daniel where there is some uh, dream, revelation, writing that is delivered but not understood by the recipient thereof. And they need some divine intercession, divine intervention to understand what the message is happened in Daniel two with the dream Nebuchadnezzar forgot happened in Daniel four with the dream Nebuchadnezzar had where he basically became a beast. And now we see it again here in Daniel chapter five, where this writing is on the wall. We know it was no other person's hand, but the hand of God. In fact, Ellen White calls refers to this watcher. Verse nine, then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled and his countenance, or once again, his, the chalice's brightness was changed in him and his lords were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords came into the banquet house and the queen spake and said unto the king, and excuse me, spake and said, O king live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom or grandfather, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods was found in him whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. So the queen here, which is actually Belchanter's mother, is introducing to her son Daniel, who is called Bel Tachazar. Verse 12 For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and shewing of hard sentences, 
or of an interpreter of dreams and a shewing of hard sentences and dissolving or a dissolver of doubts were found or of knots, the child he says, were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will shew the interpretation. Now you can imagine that Daniel, remember he was actually taken into captivity um, by Nebuchadnezzar. When, when Nebuchadnezzar uh, took captive Jerusalem and Judah, he took some of the royal seed. Remember we spoke about Hezekiah and how Hezekiah did not give God the honor and glory and praise when the Babylonians came to visit his kingdom. And God said, look, the Babylonians will come and your children will be eunuchs in the palace of Babylon. And so Daniel is one of those children from the royal seed of Hezekiah that became a eunuch in the kingdom of Babylon. So, and, and God promised that after 70 years, he would deliver Babylon. And right now we're about to see the, well, not deliver Babylon. He would deliver his people by destroying Babylon. We're about to see the destruction of Babylon. So Daniel is at least, at least, let's say he got there at Babylon age 17. Babylon has now reached its 70 years. So Daniel is about, let's say 87 years. We could at least safely say he's at least 80 to 87 years old. You can imagine that he had a great reputation so that the queen with certainty can assert that Daniel will show the interpretation. As God's people today, we must also have that same integrity and consistency of character that even the world can see that we are God's people and that what God has empowered us to do, we can do, which those who do not have God cannot do. Verse 13. Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father or grandfather brought out of Jewry? I have even heard of thee, that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, but they could not shew the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now, if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretations, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself and give thy rewards to another. Yet will I, or give thy fee to another. Yet will I read the interpretation unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. So Daniel wants no part of the king's gifts or rewards or fee. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. Remember we went to Genesis chapter 1. Or was it 2? I believe. Yes, Genesis chapter 2. We went to Genesis chapter 2 and we saw how God gave Adam and Eve dominion. And we see that the, the same dominion kind of that God gave to Adam and Eve, we see that like language 
in terms of describing the dominion and, dominion and honor and glory that God gave to Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 19, and for the majesty that he gave him, all people and nations and nations and languages trembled and fared before him, whom he would he slew and whom he would he kept alive and whom he would he set up and whom he would he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took from him took his glory from him. So God made him to come down when he dealt proudly and he was driven from the sons of men and his, and was, and his heart was made like the beast and his dwelling was with the wild asses. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar became as an animal. They fed him with grass like oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over it whomsoever he will. So God allowed Nebuchadnezzar to go through this experience so that he could know God. And now Belteshazzar, what you will see in his conversation with Daniel, excuse me, Belshazzar, King Belshazzar, what you will see in his conversation with Daniel is that he keeps saying, I have heard, I have heard of thee. I have even heard of thee. So he's heard of Daniel. But does he really know Daniel? Does he know the God of Daniel? Is he too late? Verse 22, listen to this. And thou, his son, O Belteshazzar, Belteshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest this. You see this motif again, this reoccurring theme of knowledge, knowing, Nebuchadnezzar needed to know God. Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, had an opportunity to get to know God through his grandfather because Belshazzar knew the story of his grandfather. We can, we can imagine that if this great king, Nebuchadnezzar, became, the Bible says, the Charlie says, his heart was made equal to the beast, we can imagine that this could not have been kept a secret. The whole kingdom had to have known. Belch, this story was probably told, maybe the, the mothers and fathers would have told their children the, the story of the king that became like an animal. So Belshazzar had to have known that his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar got to know the true and living God. And even though Belshazzar knew this, he did not humble his heart. He did not act according to the knowledge that God had given him. Verse 23 but has lifted up thyself against the Lord. This is Daniel speaking to Belshazzar. And they have brought the vessels of the house of his house before thee. And thou and thy lords, thy wives and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is... And whose are all thy ways hast thou not glorified? Mm. He did not honor God as creator. Then was the part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written, and this is the writing that was written, mini, mini, tekel, or mene, it's really pronounced mene, mene, tekel, you far sin. This is the interpretation of the thing, mene, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, 
Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Pare. And you may be wondering, why is it pare here when it says euphorsin? Well, in the Chaldee, euphorsin and pare, it's the same exact word used in Chaldee. But I guess in, in translation, the translators use these two variations. So pare, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with scarlet and put a chain of gold about his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now this struck me because after Belshazzar just heard that this was the end of his kingdom, that this is the time when Babylon will fall, he still gives Daniel the chain of gold, clothes him with scarlet, and makes him third ruler in the kingdom. Not a sense of repentance or penitence is seen in Belshazzar. Belshazzar is fixed in his ways. And the reason Daniel did not want any of the king's fee is because Daniel knew that God would destroy Babylon. It was already predicted in Jeremiah 51. And so Daniel said, don't worry, I don't want your fee, I don't want your gifts, because this kingdom is about to pass. And we too that are living in these last days should have that same mindset that we do not want the mundane things of this world. We want Jesus. Here's what happened to Belshazzar. In that night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans slain, and Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about threescore and two years old. Three score was 20, so Darius the Median was 62 years old. And just as a note, he recruited his uh, grand, excuse me, he recruited his nephew, Cyrus the Persian, to help in defeating Babylon because and the Medes had been fighting for about 21 years before they were finally able to put an end to Babylon. All right, friends. So if we were to summarize this, we would say, that Belshazzar sees the destruction of Babylon as he disregards God as creator and refuses to humble his heart before God in knowing him and in serving God according to the knowledge that God had given him. Friends, so that's it for our little read with me session. Thank you for tuning in. I see we have one person on. I pray that you were blessed. I wonder I, that may be my grandmom. I know she uh, was uh, going to tune in. So thank you for tuning in. And those of you that will watch this afterwards, I just want to encourage you in the Lord. We truly don't have a lot of time left. And we know that can be a cliche, but friends, let's do our part to be ready. Let's pray. Let's put before God all of our inconsistencies, all of our trials, cares and despairs, burdens, things we sin, sins that we don't think we can overcome. Let's just lay it on Jesus. He's there to bear it. He's there to carry our burdens. And he will, once we allow him to, he will perfect his character in us. That is God's will for us. He has predestined us for good works. He has ordained that we be saved. 
that we have to make the choice to accept salvation. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and this opportunity to prepare. Lord, we have seen that Belshazzar did not serve you according to the knowledge that you have given him. But Lord, we pray today that we would learn from this and that we would serve you according to the knowledge that you have given us. Please, Lord, grant a special blessing on every person that tuned in and those that did not tune in. Please help us to do our parts through your power to be ready for your coming. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, have a good night and God bless.